0: Welcome to the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. This, this. is your number one crypto podcast. Do hear directly from the movers and shakers, innovators and disruptors in the cryptocurrency industry. Follow on Twitter for updates and to communicate directly at wolf big Dog. That's at WoofBigDawg. Now. now, here is your host, the one and only Big Dog Crypto.
1: Digital Bits is a protocol layer blockchain focused on supporting consumer digital assets. This is inclusive of assets such as loyalty and reward points, branded NFTs, fan tokens, and notably branded stable coins. Find Digital Bits on Twitter at DigitalBitsORG.
0: Digital Bits, making the future happen today.
1: And welcome. For the latest episode of the Big Dog Crypto Podcast, I'm your host, Big Dog Crypto. I'm going to try and say it right. I don't want to mess it up. Kevin Svenson.
2: Yeah, that's about as close as you can get.
1: <laughs> so, which, which, ben, th- which, which, thank you for having me on, man. It's, it's man, great look, to be here. I- Brother, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. As I was telling you, you know, as we get started, um, you're one of the people that has always put out very solid content. And I say that because I always tell people in this space, find people that historically have given you good content, have given you good uh, strategies and, and, and trading uh, you know, history and, and kind of follow them and learn. And so I want to ask you, when did you first start doing your videos? Doing videos or analysis? Well, so I want to actually start when you did videos, and I want to get into how you actually got into analysis. So yeah, I
2: mean, actually, what, what happened was in, in 2017, uh, during the major run-up, I was like crazy about the Ethereum Facebook group, and I was posting tons of content there. And I noticed I couldn't really get my ideas across in the way that I wanted to through text. So I was like, let me just make some videos. And it was actually January 25th, I believe, was the date in 2018, the first month, like right as we were starting the dip, the bear market. I actually released my first video on YouTube and posted it in the Ethereum Facebook group. And it got like thousands of views immediately because people kind of had already seen me in there. And so that was like a really nice start to get a couple thousand views on the first video. It was actually kind of, you know, a really nice start. That, that was it. Yeah.
1: What So as far as a technical analysis, I mean, when did you first start doing TA?
2: So essentially, I was in college trading penny stocks. Right. Um, You know, just kind of trying to get lucky here and there. And slowly over the years, I I learned more and more. Um, But it was it was really the start in college when I was trading penny stocks. And then it's really just came down to spending enough time in front of the charts and just, you know, observing markets for a painfully long period of time, day in and day out and getting comfortable and familiar with like the way things move and how people behave and, you know, market behavior and all that kind of stuff. Um. So it was all really self-taught, and it it was just over many years.
1: So originally, as far as when you got into it, though, um, you were you were in penny stocks, but at what point did you? Because I will to ask my guests this because I'm generally interested when people first found out about crypto. What did you go from from doing that to saying the crypto markets look like something interesting?
2: Well, it was actually in 2014, 2015. My older brother was dabbling in Bitcoin, and we kind of lightly got into it then but it was really in 2017 when I was working in Hollywood in the film industry. And one of my close friend's brothers was out there and I was like, oh, let me just go get a drink at a bar. And then he starts telling me about Ethereum, right? And he is explaining to me in early 2017, you know, why Ethereum is going to change the world and all that. And so, you know, I kind of just aped in a little bit. I was, I just maxed out my my debit card and I was like, let's just get this because it was pumping up to $45. And I basically started buying it at that $45 consolidation Spring of 2017, and um, and then it started to pump like crazy, and I saw you know how much more I could make in crypto, like how much faster the markets moved. It was far more exciting than the stock market, right? It was just, it just blew it out of the water, right? So <laughs> that's yeah.
1: When, when did you uh, when did you actually buy your first crypto? I mean, do you remember which one it was? There was a th- it, well Bitcoin in
2: 2014 2015 with my brother. Really, wasn't much, but it was a theory about forty five dollars. Mm-hmm. In, tw- in the oh, spring 2017. Nice. Yeah.
1: Nice. And of course it was hard at that point at $45 to know what it was going to go to.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, it, yeah, it was, it was kind of like me just buying into the pump and it just worked mm. out. Right. Unfortunately for other people that did the same thing as me later on in the cycle, you right. know, it didn't work out as much. So, you know, there was obviously a little bit of luck in there, right. Just timing and stuff like that. A lot of stuff is about timing
1: no doubt no doubt and you have but you have a lot of history of the market um i mean a lot of history you know in here um one of the things i have to ask you this what is the longest stream that you've done the longest live stream I've done, it was- uh, <laughs> yes, I know was, you've, done, you've done like a year the Yeah, guys.
2: no, so, so I w- basically I was predicting in early 2018 that we were going to ha- uh, have a bear market and that we were going to go to 2,500. That was like mm-hmm. the key price point. We never actually got there. We were like, what, 600 bucks off at the at the low. But anyway, as the market started to, you know, Bitcoin created the decent and triangle and we broke 6 k um, that's when my channel really started to gain traction because before then, everyone thought that I was, they just hated me. They were like, oh, this guy's bearish and I'm losing money. And I don't like that he's saying that we're going to go even lower. Like, you know, it was just like kind of difficult start. But then once we really started to break 6,000, my channel started to get a lot more views and I started to do a lot more live streams. And then I started, I was doing like two, four hour streams, five hours. And then I, <laughs> there was one that was 10 hours. So my max is t- a 10 hour stream stream. And I don't even know how I did it. Because nowadays when I stream, it's like an right. hour and a half goes by. And I'm like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> you
1: know, it's, it's, it's funny. So I, I'll tell you, actually, I think where I found you was, you know, going through different channels. And so I, I always tell people that, and I want to kind of ask you suggestions on how they should find uh, stuff. But I always say, you know, try and consume content, try and learn about stuff. And it was it was during that time. And I, I don't know if it was a 10-hour one, but it was close. And I remember it was like there was some, some really volatile price action. And I found your channel. And I had it on. I was working late when I and it was like, and I was like, this dude is still on. You were just, it was like, it was like live streaming, live TV, reality show, Bitcoin. And I, I but I had never seen anybody do that. So, man, that was, that got me through a lot of nights because it was just so good to have you on and just kind of watch.
2: Yeah. A lot of movies. people said that they discovered me through those streams. So maybe I should do it again, yeah. actually. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was, it was painful actually doing those it, for so long. It's, you know, streaming is actually very exhausting. I don't know if people yeah. realize that so exhausting, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I know there's, yeah, no, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Um, So and obviously, you know, uh, so when you look at new people in the space, one of the things that I really try and gear this podcast towards are new people so that, you know, you've been in the space a while, you know, crypto, um, we want them to kind of like figure some stuff and maybe, you know, learn some stuff here. So I would ask Somebody comes in, like they've heard of Dogecoin, they bought some, right? Maybe went up or down, they, bought, they want to buy some Bitcoin. What would you advise that person for content? You know, how would you say learn about the crypto space? What's the best way between YouTube, Twitter, something else? What would you tell them?
2: That's actually an interesting question. And it's it's actually a question I, I was thinking about how to answer for a, for a long time now. And... For me personally, like originally, I, I mean, okay, if you're just starting off, you should probably just look at everything and just kind of find your, find your place, find what interests you, you know, find what fits, right? And you should probably just absorb as much as possible. But as time goes on, you have to really narrow down who you're listening to, what you're consuming. And I'm actually at the point now where I actually keep it extremely minimal of who I'm listening to because I find that the biggest problem that new people have is that they they follow and they and if somebody says something like a big channel says something they have an immediate emotional response to what that person said and they hold it up on a pedestal right they say like oh this person said that and then they like believe it right they just believe that they're they're going to be right or something like that mm-hmm. really you should be you should be like more minimalist about the the content you're consuming once you really find your place and you know what it, whatever you're going to be doing but yeah
1: You know, I totally agree with that, because I think, you know, people tend to want to not just, you know, look at what somebody said, but like they said this was going to go up or this is going to go down. And I always tell them, look, it's we're doing our best to kind of share what we think is going to happen. But, you know, my crystal ball from Amazon has not arrived. So I don't know for sure.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: I'll let you know when I get it, you know. Right, right. so, so look into this fall uh, right now, you've seen, of course, Bitcoin is doing. Uh, looks like it's getting ready to do something. Um, thoughts on the ETF? Uh, I was actually at lunch and was talking about the ETF. And then-
2: yeah, so the the um, we just got so we basically just got the launch of the, the first Bitcoin's futures ETF. Mm-hmm. Or um, so on the New York Stock Exchange, mm-hmm. and you know that's really not the that's not exactly what we've been waiting for. Everyone's mm-hmm. been waiting for the ETF. Where we want we want a spot traded ETF right. because. The futures traded ETF is, you know, it's contracts that have to settle. So the spot traded ETF, when it comes, if it comes, I'm assuming it's gonna come. um, That's really what's gonna drive market moves. That's really what's gonna drive prices, spot trading, not futures trading, right? So do you see a spot trading one coming up this year or next? I think so. I mean, I think that the fact that we got this is probably a sign that, I mean, I guess they're a little bit more inviting, it seems like they're becoming a little bit more inviting to all this. It's it just probably, they see it as an inevitability at this point. So yeah, I, I do think that a spot traded ETF is coming.
1: Do you think when you look at Gary Gensler, are you, uh, what are your thoughts on his approach towards uh, crypto? Um, wait, could you go into that a little bit more? Well, I'm saying when you, when you look at the SEC and you look at Gary Gensler, um, how do you feel that he's been towards crypto and specifically he will be as a regulator towards crypto? I mean, I,
2: I just think that, overall crypto is this inevitable thing and uh, they see that coming right it's very hard to control decentralization like you can't it's 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 just something that I think he realizes they have to deal with right it's coming fast they have to deal with it and you know they're going to be hard on it but I think they're going to want to get their hands in it as soon as possible so I think that's kind of what I see between the lines at least but yeah
1: yeah, I, I could agree. I could agree with that. Definitely. Um, and as far as looking at the market cap of gold and where we are with crypto, do you want to guess of ballpark when we could overtake gold? Oh, uh, that's
2: a good question. I mean, I think that probably, well, for the Bitcoin market cap or overall, I have an I, overall. I guess I, Bitcoin,
1: but, but as as an asset class, I think, right? I think, I
2: think the total crypto market cap will probably hmm. um, top out around $7 trillion.
1: Uh, talking uh, this mean,
2: run? In this run, probably, I think. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I have a, I also have a lot of ideas about the Bitcoin price where I think And I'm actually looking at it right now, we're hitting new high, new local highs. And we're just a few percent away from the all time high. So that's honestly really exciting as well.
1: So that that leads me to a future question. I I, I have to ask my guests this just because I'm generally interested in what you know the, the 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 people that know so much in the community and you look at charts so much. What do you see Bitcoin hitting as as a as high in the cycle? And specifically, if you want to go out there to really, guesstimate to what time frame? You know, we're, we're in what mid October now. Uh, you know, nineteenth of October.
0: Any guesses right. on those two?
2: So so there's a few things that I think a really important idea that I was just explaining on Twitter that I want to actually get across here. And that is that also for all the new people you shouldn't be focused on how much you could have made. So we're all going to have our price targets. We're all going to be looking at where is Bitcoin going to top out. You know, we all want to sell the exact top and all this stuff and but it's not about how much you could make or could have made. It's about, you know, you shouldn't be afraid that you oh I could have made more if I just held on longer. Right. Right. So it's more like actually you should be afraid of the fact that you didn't make any gains at all. Right. So when you set price targets, you should be setting them at realistic places and Mm -hmm. scaling out because again, you know, we don't know. We, nobody really knows. Um, So I, I have price targets um, on some Fibonacci extension levels at 124,000 is my first um, target, the two, six, one, eight. And then the four two three six comes in 180,000. And I think that, Taking profits along the way like that is going to be a, is, is probably the best thing to do, because most people are guessing 200K or above. Mm-hmm. And I think at least taking something along the way below is probably going to be the smartest move, um, you know, because we you really don't know.
1: We well, are right. We don't. But as far as looking at it, but as far as a time frame, would you want to guess when we could see ultimately that happening for the all time high of the cycle?
2: Well, actually, I actually just posted a, a cycle chart on Twitter, and it shows that probably the first two months, somewhere in the first two months, I think, of 2022, really? Okay, uh, most likely it, it were basically if you're measuring it from the last market cycle, top Bitcoin is right next to 2017 in terms of its performance. Um, but I think that we're going to probably have just a slightly longer cycle this time, just ever so slightly. Um, and I would say probably February, March of 2022. It could be February. I'll just, I'll just say February is my
1: guess.
2: I mean, I found yeah. that timing is like the hardest thing to... Well,
1: yeah, yeah, predict. it is. A, like, once again, yes, I like, had the crystal yeah. <laughs> ball. But I'm interested, like I said, because your stuff has been so spot on and I've enjoyed it. Um. I got to so ask you that. Speaking of that, Bitcoin goes up and then we talk about, you know, all this, are you still a Chainlink fan?
2: I am. um So you guys, well, I'm not sure. When did you start watching my channel?
1: About three years ago, four years ago. <laughs> yes. So all, <laughs> all, all my cha- all really my, DJ, all my uh, YouTube Chainlink. channel.
2: We were talking about Chainlink at fifty cents. We were talking about it at oh, a dollar. Under a dollar. Right? Yeah, so yeah. we were talking about it yeah. for a long time, and yeah. then it did really well. Um, and we, you know, the twenty the 2020, twenty twenty one at twenty dollars and all that stuff, and now it is a top crypto, right? Um, the 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 only reason I've I've sort of slowed down on talking about it is because the developer wallets have been selling a lot and bogging down the price, and it's also now the market cap is all also very high. So I'm I've sort of dialed back on the chainlink hype because mm-hmm. you know I don't want to give the uh, impression that it's going to be like the the, the best most multiple right. x uh, return investment mm-hmm. you can make. I think it's going to be one of the longest lasting crypto uh, projects. We have. I think that Chainlink has a much higher chance of being here in 10 years than 99% of other cryptos because it's so well integrated into the ecosystem. So, you know, in terms of that, I think it's one of the safest, best um, investment choices. Right. But it's also, you know, in terms of performance, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Right.
1: Well, Would you want to jump ahead? Let's say we're going to go to December of, of 2022. Would you want to go out there and say what you think the top five could be? Uh, of the top five cryptos? I mean, I'm assuming
2: Bitcoin Oh, man, that's a great question. I would have to look at the list. I mean, obviously, Bitcoin, Ethereum, hmm. uh, um, BNB uh, for the top yeah. five. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not Fair totally sure. Um, it's really kind of hard to predict. You know, like I'm putting on I mean, I would say maybe, just, maybe Polkadot would be in there. I think yeah, Polkadot yeah. has a good chance of being in there. And then um, Chainlink, I would say.
1: Yeah. No. You know, it's interesting. No, I I like that. I I love asking things like this, whether I ask you or people ask me sometimes. And I had my favorite things when someone says, you know, "Gotta give a Bitcoin price, whatever." Can you guarantee it? I'm like, I'll make you a deal. You take what I tell you. You take my prediction. You take three dollars in my prediction. You go to Starbucks. You get a cup of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. Yeah, there's
2: there are no guarantees. There are no guarantees. Yeah, hold on, hold on.
1: You say that, but people watching to be like, "Wait, you you told me you thought it's like yes, I thought it would." I don't know for a friend.
2: right. I mean, watch. there's yeah, there's a lot of times where I I I mean, there's been you know I've had some great successes in this cycle so far, mm-hmm. and also other there's been multiple times where I'll buy a coin like a uh, mm-hmm. curved out token CRV yeah. has the highest total value locked of any crypto project across all chains so much money in it, so much Mm -hmm. utility, right? And and the token value did nothing, absolutely nothing. And it was just like, it it, it just like blew my mind. I was like, how could I have been wrong about that? But sometimes it's just like, you know, hype, in crypto hype actually does play a bigger role than fundamentals in some cases, right? In terms of like uh, medium term, like pumps and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Hype is actually, (laughs) it's so important for for projects, honestly.
1: Absolutely, and it's like I always—I'll tell people like you know I've had going back five years. I've had some great picks. I've had some bad ones, but I say, look, as long as you're comfortable. If I if I'm mentioning something, I say always say do your own research on anything. Never make a decision listening like taking everything somebody else said, whether it's you or me or anybody, right? Oh yeah, if, if somebody Literally,
2: comes back and says to you like, oh, you said this and it yeah, didn't yeah. that, and then they, exactly. it hurts me. I mean that person in my eyes. They should probably just stop everything they're doing yeah. and leave because if yeah. you're going to blame somebody else, you shouldn't yeah. be here at all, right? You should take responsibility for everything you do, no matter what anyone says.
1: Yeah, right? I, I agree completely. And I'm like, look, look, this could go 100x. It could go zero. As long as you're comfortable with both scenarios, go ahead and get it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Right? So. Yeah,
2: you have to be. You have to be um, willing to yeah. lose it. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, you know, give it a shot. yeah, I think there's a a lot in this space that I think people like you can really uh, help people
2: with. And and before I forget, for a beginner, you know, uh, focus on how much you can lose rather than how much you can make. Because a lot of beginners, we're talking about helping beginners, you know, if you're just going to sit there and focus on, oh, but, you know, what if it goes 10x? What if it goes 100x? Okay, but let's (laughs) look at the other side. How much could you lose and how are you going to mitigate that risk? Because if you focus on how much you can lose and, in, 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 you know, cut your losses, mitigate your risk, yeah. that's how you're actually going to survive, right? So.
1: so you, well, let me ask you this. So when, when it comes to uh, doing uh, day trading, right, or somebody's doing trading, when you look at candles, uh, do you have a preference between a 15-minute candle, a two-hour, a four-hour? What would you tell somebody who just wants to get in for a few hours and trade?
2: Um, I would say probably the best approach, the simplest technique you could look for would be look on the daily chart first. If it's over, okay, let's say you're looking too long, look at the daily chart, wait for the daily chart to go well below oversold territory. And once it gets into oversold territory, go down to the four hour chart and look for bullish divergence. And if you're oversold on the daily with four hour bullish divergence, you'll have a better chance of taking a successful long. Right. Opposite to the if you want to take a short, if it's totally overextended, totally overbought in the daily, jump into the four hour chart and wait for bearish divergence to show mm-hmm. up. And then you'll have more success, possibly shorting the market. And, you know, a lot of new people, um, they don't, you know, I see this all the time. A lot of new people will jump in and be like, I want to make a trade today. And it's like, that's not really. <laughs> that's not how this works right right? you you have to wait and it's hard especially when you're new it's really hard to be patient and sit on your hands and be like i'm not gonna do anything until the right moment shows up and even for a a professional you know they mess up like that too you have to just wait and i think developing that that patience and that willingness to just wait for the opportunity or even if you're a long-term investor as i am you know just 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 waiting, just giving things time, time preference, right? You got to have a long time preference or just have some patience, you know.
1: Right. Patience seems to be the name of the game, you know, especially to do it right, whether it's uh, certain parts of the industry. So um, let me ask you this. So aside from this, when you're not doing when you're not doing crypto, what sort of hobbies, what sort of stuff do you like to do for like doing some downtown? Um, I mean, so
2: well, one of the things I've been doing recently is those uh, the Bitcoin movies on my channel. So I like I'll edit I'll, so it's, I guess it's still crypto related. Yeah, yeah. I'll edit like like meme videos and movies and stuff like that. Uh, but crypto is I mean it's a huge part of everything I do. I have I have my own VIP community, mm-hmm. so I'm always in there, always talking to them, always watching the charts. Um, other than that, I mean. You know, it's right. I mean, when it, when there's a bull market, there's not much else yeah. I'm doing, to be honest.
1: Nah, you know, it's so, yeah. This, I mean, I totally agree with that because it's like you try and relax a little bit, but it always brings you back to this. There's, there's no question about that. Especially right. right. Yeah. Yep. Um, and as far as uh, favorite food, you got your choice. What's your favorite food? Uh, recently,
2: I've been really liking um, spicy curry, Indian curry recently. <laughs> I, that's been uh, been ordering that a few times a week.
1: <laughs> all right all right coco cool, cool. and then finally yeah. when you're working and stuff you're not actually recording stuff what you have on the background podcast music silence uh, tv what uh,
2: i think i had the tv on before there was actually charts up there i actually uh, usually like to put on like like uh uh videos of like the earth at night mm-hmm. and it's like turning because it right. makes me feel like a little bit more connected to everything you know right. in, the, in this time when we're all working at home in front of our computers. Yeah feeling some, even if it's an illusion, just some sort of connection to everything, kind of just go for that. That's why I have all these fake plants here too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't see Like I have, I have a, on my TV, I have an aquarium. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I actually do that as well. The aquarium. Yeah, yeah, that's always, that's yeah. always a nice one, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. soothing and relaxing. So brother, tell people where can they find you uh, as far as on Twitter and your YouTube channels? Uh, tell them where they can find you, please. So Twitter is at Kevin
2: Svenson underscore and then on YouTube, just type in Kevin Svenson, Kevin Svenson crypto. I mean, honestly, I think I'm the only Kevin Svenson that has any sort of a digital footprint. So just go on Google. Yeah. You just type in my name, you'll probably find all the all the links and stuff right away.
1: Nice, nice. Well, look, Kevin, <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time. And I, I look, you don't. I don't think I've seen you do an interview before, so I feel this honored. is my first one. So yeah.
0: Man, that's this literally thank you, bro. This, is, that's, this
2: is literally my first interview ever. I've never done a podcast, never done an interview. Wow. Um, and I am actually am planning to do some more. And then I saw your message in my in my Twitter yeah, messenger yeah, yeah. and I was like, let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> well,
1: I appreciate it Kevin. that means a lot. It absolutely does. So
2: so yeah, well, thank you. Definitely, definitely. this will be this will probably be my memories as uh you know.
1: Hey, look, so I'm glad to share it. Hey, look, appreciate it. And people watching this as we get into the in the market just going wild, it'll be good. They get some information from this. So I appreciate you taking the time. Of course. Anyway, thank you. This is the newest episode of the Big Dog Crypto Podcast.
0: Kevin Swenson on right now. You've been listening to the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. Follow on Twitter at @woofbigdog. Woof, big, D-A-W-G. And run faster than the competition. Woof, woof.